Well, I love Advent. It's my favourite liturgical season. I'm sure you all have one of those as well. I love the anticipation, the expectation of what's to come. All the preparations, putting up the decorations. You can see I've made a start at that. I love planning the food, choosing and buying and wrapping the presents, writing the cards, seeing friends and family. I love it all. I love that build-up, that waiting with expectation. However, quite often Christmas Day doesn't quite live up to all of that expectation. It can sometimes be a bit of a letdown. There are arguments, or the turkey's dry, or you don't get the present that you were really hoping for. Or maybe like my sister did one year, you get three of the same present. It's a lot of pressure for one day, isn't it? The expectation and anticipation during that waiting in Advent for Christmas is not always very well matched with the reality of when that day finally comes. And in our psalm this morning, the people were waiting for something too. They were going through a pretty rough time of it. Scholars think that this psalm originally comes from the, when the northern kingdoms were devastated and the people felt abandoned by God. How long, O Lord Almighty, they cry. Restore us, O God, they plead. In the midst of their strife, they are waiting for God. And they cry out, restore us, O God, restore us, God Almighty, restore us, Lord God Almighty. Three times we hear that refrain, that cry for help, and it builds each time, doesn't it? You can hear their desperation, restore us, O God. Their hearts, their bodies, their minds and their souls are aching for God's healing power to make itself manifest amongst them. They are asking for God's blessing to come upon them in their distress. They are longing to receive a blessing from God. A blessing is a wish for the future and it's a declaration of the present. And we hear echoes of that very famous ironic blessing too, don't we? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. This is a statement of what is, and it's a hope for the future. It is so, and may it be so. The psalmist here is expressing two truths, holding them together in tension, the truth of the goodness of God and the truth of the desperation of the people. The people are waiting with expectation for the Lord to save them. They are in a liminal time. I love that word. They're in a threshold place. They are in between. And I think we can relate to that too at the moment, can't we? We as a global people are crying out in desperation, restore us, O God. We know what life once was and we have experienced God's goodness and we are yearning for healing and restoration for all people. We too are waiting with expectation. Our gospel reading from Mark is a call to expect God, to constantly live 
in an in-between place, a place of watching and waiting. But it's also a call to remain alert in that waiting. And it feels like a slightly strange place to begin Advent, doesn't it? There's no donkeys or stars, no light shining in the darkness or voices in the wilderness preparing the way. Instead, we have suns being darkened, stars falling from the sky, a fig tree and a foreshadowing of the crucifixion. It's not very Christmassy, is it? Except, though, that it is very Christmassy. It's about the Son of Man coming in glory. It's about those who remain alert and on watch for signs of God shining in the world. It's about those who expect the unexpected. Not a king in a palace, but a baby in a stable. Not a glorious battle, but a cross of wood. Again and again, God reminds us that God's ways are of justice and righteousness, of peace and love. We look for victory and wealth, and God brings compassion and gentleness. So how then, how do we respond to this call to keep watch? What does it look like to remain alert at all times, at evening, midnight, as the cock crows and at dawn. I want to suggest that it looks different at different times in our lives and in the life of the world. There's not one answer to that question. The key is to expect the unexpected, not to fall into patterns of seeking God in obvious places. Yes, we do encounter God at church, or at least I hope that we do, And when we pray and read the Bible, when we read devotional books and listen to and sing worship songs and hymns. But we also encounter God when we share a meal with our families, when we go for a walk, when we have a conversation with a stranger, when we give and receive hospitality, when we speak with co-workers, when we're recipients of an unexpected act of kindness, when we help someone in need when we're doing the dishes or bathing our children. In every moment of our lives, there is the potential to encounter God, if only we're paying attention. Here in the UK, we had a COVID guidance recently that told us to stay alert. It was part of that stay alert to stay safe campaign. And today in this gospel reading, we have a reminder to stay alert in this season of Advent waiting, to stay alert for signs of God. The question is, do we believe that we have something that is worth waiting for? Are we willing to inhabit those liminal, in-between spaces to encounter the mystery of God? We are reminded today that whilst our expectations during the build-up to Christmas aren't always well matched with the reality, we can be assured that the reality of God will always go beyond anything that we can think or imagine or expect. So on this first Sunday of Advent, when we focus on the hope that God gives to us, whilst we remember the light of the world 
that step down into darkness. Let us, like those from our psalm, pray together today and throughout this Advent season. Restore us, O God. Make your face shine on us, that we may be saved.